Welcome to Teach Languages Online, the podcast dedicated to bringing you the best advice about your online teaching business. I'm Lindsay Williams, an online language teacher from the UK, and I'm your host. Now, each episode, before we begin, I like to recommend something to you. And this episode, just like last episode, my recommendation is my YouTube channel. I've got lots of videos lined up over the next few weeks, specifically designed for independent online language teachers just like you. So head over and subscribe now if you're not already. So you're ready for all those videos coming up very, very soon. You can visit lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash YouTube to subscribe now. All right, let's get into today's show. And I'm here again with Ashley. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm going to present something to you this episode. Mm-hmm. And we haven't discussed this at all. No. I don't know if you've even heard of this one. This is an interesting one. So we're going to talk about the theory of multiple intelligences, which right. is a theory from the American psychologist Howard Gardner. Um, I first heard of this through Alanis Morissette, <laughs> <laughs> which I know sounds really weird, but she has a great podcast called Conversations with Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks to people like Howard Gardner, psychologists and people like that about really interesting topics and stuff. So I heard about him from that, I think, and I did the test. So the basic idea is that we have multiple intelligences. It's not just like... Identities. mm, I'll go into the details on mine and I think you'll understand it more. It's not just a case of like, you're smart, you're dumb. Because you can't you're do smart, a math you're test. You're dumb and you're small. I'm big. You're Matilda. Tall, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, so yeah, I there's there's a little test you can take. I can link to that in the show notes. And I did this as I was getting ready, writing these notes for the episode. And actually, like I get a bit skeptical about these things. We talk about the four tendencies. Have you heard of that? Um, I don't think so. No, we talk about the four tendencies a lot. Um, We've done it on the Fluent Show. Kirsten's really into that. And I, I'm, you know, I kind of, I appreciate stuff like that, but I get a little bit sceptical sometimes of like the the boxes of like assigning ourselves into certain boxes of like, this is my personality. Like, like, this is who I am. Is this like the 16 personalities, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, an infager, an exfager, like all of that stuff. Yeah. Like it's cool. It's nice to help understand yourself and understand others. But at the same time, I feel a bit like, are we limiting ourselves when we label how we are and who we are? Pigeonhole ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we actually doing ourselves a bit of a disservice? It's the same as kind of like horoscopes. It's like, well, you're a Virgo, so you've got this personality trait. A little you've bit. Got... A little bit, yeah. Like, you yeah. hate horoscopes. Pocus, pocus. <laughs> you're not a horoscope fan. Well, I think there's a bit more I mean, grounding. it's got as much validity as Harry Potter, so... Well, maybe. But I think with, with the stuff, like, Four Tendencies multiple intelligences there's yeah. a bit more grounding okay. than, than that it's a bit more you know researched rather than just horoscope yeah, yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah. how to describe that um so i did the test and and like we're saying like oh skeptical oh, i don't know you came out as a i hufflepuff. was well i am a hufflepuff <laughs> but again label yourself as a hufflepuff and it's like instant identity yeah. you know what i mean it's too easy to then fall into in line with what you think that means um, but yeah, I am a Hufflepuff. Proud Hufflepuff at that. Thank you very much. I see you laughing. I'm not laughing. laughing. I'm not laughing. You should be, you should be a proud Hufflepuff. <sighs> Sorry, four tendencies. <laughs> no, that's not what we're talking about. That was... 
<laughs> right. I've got off track a little bit here. Theory of, theory of multiple intelligences. Okay. So I did this test, right? And my verbal slash linguistic, 97 out of 100, which means I'm very strong. That was my strongest intelligence. Oh. The thing that I'm most, like, in tune with, I guess you could describe it as. So the language one. Yeah. Right. 97 out of 100. Okay. I was pretty chuffed That's on that. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. You get, like, a top three. So my top three, linguistic, naturalist, musical. Naturalist, not, like, a naked person. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, and musical. And actually, I'm like, yeah, that kind of that kind of does feel like me. So I, I felt a bit, like, you know. Do you only have a choice of... Like three outcomes then? No, there's like... not just three. Do you want me to get you the whole the whole list? Yeah. Okay. So they were my top three on right. the test. The full list, so that Howard Gardner says there's says there's eight, right? Mm-hmm. Um musical rhythmic. Okay. Visual spatial. Right. These are like with hyphens. Yeah. So it's like number one, musical rhythmic. Yeah. Number two, visual spatial. Yeah. Number three, verbal linguistic. Yeah. Number four. Logical, mathematical. Right. Number five, bodily kinesthetic. Okay, yeah. Number six, interpersonal. Oh. Number seven, intrapersonal. Oh, yeah. And number eight, naturalistic. Right. Right? Yeah. So where would you think you fall in that? Oh, probably below the... I think I would probably fit into the... I mean, I, this is huge stab and dark. I've never seen no idea what this is yet. So I'd say I was probably bodily kinesthetic because mm. I'm quite a kinesthetic I prefer kinesthetic learning um, probably logical mathematical mm. and then I'm going to go naturalistic because naturalistic. that you sounds kind of outside. fun yeah 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 alright okay shall we pause here you take the tests and then we'll come back and chat about both our results at the same time yeah okay okay let's do that so let's pick pause Okay, you've just done the test. Yes. I feel like we should have kept recording because I didn't know on the <laughs> on the highly accurate test on personalitymaps.com. <laughs> I didn't I I've learned that you have a tune from Muppet Christmas Carol in your head basically all times. Yeah, all times, all times of like, year there's Muppet Christmas Carol going around my head. <laughs> that That's why when it comes to Christmas Eve and we watch it, I'm a little bit like, yeah. Meh. Meh. <laughs> been there all year. Been there all year. Right. <laughs> um so let's let's look at yours first because okay. that's here. So yours, your top intelligence or intelligences, it goes kinesthetic, mm-hmm. logical, yep. visual, yep. naturalist, yep. intrapersonal, Yo. linguistic, mm-hmm. interpersonal, yep. musical way down at the bottom. Dead bottom. And your, let me come down, your bodily slash kinesthetic is much higher than the average according to this little graph. Makes sense. Um, same with logical mathematical. Makes sense. Much higher. Interesting, the female is a lot lower than the male on that one. See that? No, it does make sense. Mm. I mean, I think it's a lot of... This usually boys tend to... It sounds very sexist to say, but boys tend to learn a bit more kinesthetically than girls. No, that was the... Oh, yeah, kinesthetic was higher as well. Um, and visual spatial, you're higher than the average as well on that one. Ah. Average is 57, you're way up. Um... So yeah, interesting. So I'm Captain America. Your, <laughs> where do you, how did you get to that conclusion? I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna, I mean, I'll just read the buzz bits rather than read all of it. So your characteristics of kinesthetic intelligence. Yep. Learn by doing. 
mm-hmm. well coordinated, yep. good with your hands, nice. enjoy sport, yep. seeks excitement, yep. very active, mm-hmm. crafty, yep. energetic, yep. enjoy the outdoors, mm-hmm. athletic. Yes. Right? Kind of sounds Do, like, one, one, sounds like that, a weekend, doesn't it, really? Does that sound like you? Yeah, I think kind so. Of, yeah, yeah, I think sporty, so. Sporty, yeah. outdoors, moving around and stuff. Logical intelligence, the characteristics. Rational. I'm pretty rational. Objective. Good at strategy games. You always win Monopoly. But that's because... I don't know, I'm just really good at it. Like, You're like a secret Donald Trump's son somewhere? Yeah, I mean, I, I do like like strategy video games. They're probably my favourite type. Ah, so yeah, good at strategy games. That works then. Yeah. Um, likes numbers. How can you like numbers? Yeah. It's like liking letters. I like letters, though. Oh, you do so, actually like letters. What's the la- lady on Countdown? Rachel Riley. She probably likes numbers. She has to like both, though, in fairness. She does have to like both. You're right. Um, seeks precision, grasps complex data, factual, logical, good at math, appreciates science. That's good, because I'm a year six teacher. You have to do all, you have these, to do all things. these things. Visual intelligence. Mm-hmm. These are your characteristics. Mm-hmm. Notices colours and shapes. How, did, how does one notice colours and shapes? Like, I'm not a dog. I, like, I can see in... I'm not a dog. Yeah, but maybe, then again, I'm not kind of like... Maybe a... some people don't... Mm, don't just... Don't take that information in on the same level that you would as someone who has... But sure, surely people will look at this and just, like... Say, yeah, I'm all those things. Like it's well, very, it's very. I mean, this is what I was saying at the beginning. Conveniently leading. Yes, this is this is what I think about a lot of these things, which is why I always feel a bit like mm, mm, in two minds. Um, but we can talk more about that in a minute. I think. Okay. Let me just finish this list. Can visualize anything. Good at visual puzzles. Enjoys geometry. Loves to draw and paint. Enjoys photography. Appreciates books with pictures. Good with directions. <laughs> good books with pictures. Hell no. You're I, not good with directions. I do. I, do I, I navigate by shot. Yeah, but you, you're... Okay. I just don't know road numbers. It's a big difference. And that's why I say it's about loving it numbers. It make any sense. you like numbers. I don't know. How can you like numbers? <laughs> like, I, I, I generally had like a big full-blown argument about, the, about prime numbers because they just... Is this in your... Like, yeah, training? yeah. Yeah. Um, Remembers places vividly, good at artistic composition. So I feel like these are just the questions, and I've said, like, it's not... Like, a lot of the questions were, are you good at composing art? Yes. And then it says you're good at composing art. So you feel like you're a bit sceptical. I mean, that's not, to be fair, like... I mean, sceptical's... I'm not ragging on Howard Gardner here, this isn't his test. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ragging on the test. It's just more... The test the, wasn't highly accurate. It the was te- personalitymax.com. Well, it's trademarked. No, that's that's Howard. Howard's Personally probably... Personally Mountie Max. Oh, it says it up there. Yeah, you're right. It's a trademark. Well, we shouldn't rag on them too much then if it's a trademark. No. They come after us. Um, okay, my top three. So this is what it said for linguistic intelligence. People with linguistic intelligence love words. They enjoy reading and writing. Gifted at learning languages. Appreciate the complexities of sentence structure, word structure, meaning and sound. Savour convoluted words and are quick at learning them. Possess rich vocabularies. Did you take the same test as me? Yes. What? I just I answered differently. Like when it, the, One of the questions is literally, do you like learning languages? Do you like, like, do you like yes, words? always. Um, school is an area in which people with linguistic intelligence often do well. They enjoy lectures and taking notes. They have the ability to teach and communicate complex concepts. 
adept at communicating through the written word and seek to hone their skills. Mm. Naturalist, and you said you thought you would be this one, which didn't didn't come up too highly. Um, A sensitivity and appreciation for nature. I think it's that because there was a couple of questions of do you like dogs? I was like, yeah. Right, so you, and yeah. it's like, do you like learn? Do you like learning name of some trees? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Oh, you whatever. said no to that one. Well, that's what I mean. That's, that's, like, that's why I'm so kind of. Like, it's a bit more. So you're skeptical. Doesn't mean you don't have appreciation for nature if you don't want to know the Latin word for an oak mm. tree. Maybe that falls into linguistic. Maybe true. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's like favors a bit of both. Um, easily distinguished patterns in nature. Maybe I've just where or bear grills as a film. <laughs> Aware of and intrigued by weather phenomena. Good at discovering the wonders of nature. Love to walk, climb, camp and hike. Enjoy the outdoors. I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. I like going outside. Um, musical. <laughs> that's all I've read from that. I like going outside. Musical. Recognise sounds and tones with ease. Appreciate music and rhythm. Have a good ear. Easily learn songs and melody- melodies. They notice when someone's off key. Um, good at imitating sounds. Rhythm and oh no wait actually that's interesting. Good at imitating sounds or other people's voice or intonations. If we that think very language about based, language, yeah, yeah, when you're learning how to pronounce and stuff, that's quite strong. I think that's like, I, I've always found that quite difficult when it comes to like, learning a language and you have to put the accent on. You you feel like such a poser. Yeah, you feel almost like you're being a bit <laughs> offensive. Like, oh, no, yeah. Oh, I feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm stereotyping. Especially like kind of 2020, everything feels like a little bit on edge. I'm a little bit like too that. woke for. It feels yeah. It feels days. like oh, can I do that? Is that still ironically okay? Palais vous en Francais is actually become almost like more appropriate because it's funny. It's really inter- that's a really interesting point. Um, but it, okay, so so the little bit sceptical. Is that where you would fall in line, would you say, or not? Yeah, I mean, this is the equivalent of a BuzzFeed test. I mean, you might, you might as well come out of the predictions of what Disney princess are you. This is how reliable this test is. Mm. Interesting. Do you think it can be applied to education? Do you think that you could, I, for example, I get think, your students to take this test and then say, okay, now we're going to adapt how we the only, learn and how the we only teach? Feel, the, only thing I, the only thing I feel like this would actually have any benefit for mm. would be when you're teaching children how or to sort of teaching students how to make a test okay so, so nothing like, to do with learning languages i don't see how it could interesting i so, mean like you're saying like it could be the test we're using the test we're using might be like a bit basic. poorly designed or mm. bad, a bit basic because essentially every question it said you know you had the three option sorry the four options never then, rarely often and always yeah and if, if you said often then that that's well that's your personality type it's like well that's not a question it's like oh you you know one of the questions was do you like sport yes oh you're a physically active person it's like well that you could you like could sport but still not do it be like the, not the, have I would that say same the majority the majority of almost. like people who support who follow football don't play football mm. like i love rugby absolutely adore rugby but I don't play rugby. So there's a difference there in terms of watching versus doing. And that, but that, and then, and so, so this. You said, you, you said about education, right? You yeah. said it's probably not very useful. No, I mean. I agree with you. Yeah, okay. The reason I wanted to talk about it is because of, of kind of everything we've said so far, how sometimes these things, it feels like the be on and end, or it feels like, okay, let's look into this and let's 
right, let's now, a bit like Vark, which we discussed really on in the podcast. And um, I know right away when I like posted about it on Twitter and stuff, some people were like, oh, by the way, you know, this has been disproven or, you know, this is, yeah, right. And I'm like, yeah, listen to the episode and you'll find out what we have to say about it. Mm. And so I like talking about these things because there is still a relevance in terms of if this exists and it has existed, it doesn't mean that it's like just complete nonsense. However, in terms of multiple intelligences and Howard Gardner, Gardner himself has actually denied that multiple intelligences are learning styles. Okay. Okay. So there's a big distinction in his own mind. Um, and he agrees that the idea of learning styles is incoherent and lacking in empirical evidence. So he actually Burn. agrees with everything that we're saying, which is why I wanted to talk about it, because I think that's a really interesting thing. That So it has this, like... Well, he's a psychologist. Yeah, but has this kind of, like... Um, this idea of like people trying to promote it actually come out of a misunderstanding of the concept. Well, hmm, I can't remember how I found because like, about... it, it's very it's a, and this way. I mean, we go back to like the initial bit where we're talking about horoscopes and mm. anyway, anyway, the sorting hat, Harry Potter sorting hats mm. and things, and actually. They're, they're very convenient because you just you just fit to those types. Mm. And so if it says you're all going to you like making lists. I do like making lists, yeah. Which is but how horoscopes absolutely. do work. Because you, you, know. you, you just pick the, you just pick what you like or yeah. you, what you think you like. And then you apply that to your personality. But that's not actually, that might not be your personality. It might be just a projection of what your personality is. Like it, it, a few of those questions came out and said like... Um, you like social interactions and it's like well not social like you like going to like crowds or you like yeah, you I like, like going to like events where there's lots of people mm. and it's like on the surface that sounds like such a empty question there's already a um like one of them i remember was i like I, I think of myself as a bit of a loner. I like being a loner. What, and if you and if you think that of that mean? if you think of that word loner that already feels like a really loaded word in terms of well, that sounds negative. I so you're I'm... more likely to go, no, I'm not a loner, you know, it's just unless a... you're being really honest but there's with like the whole, that There's a whole string of questions there, like, do you like crowds? Do you like going social interactions? Do you like making friends? Are you a loner? And it's like, there was a lot of questions essentially ded- pointing towards the idea of making people introverts or making people believe they're introverts. If people want to be an introvert in this sense, they might, like, say, like, even when the questions are, are you an introvert? Or is it one the personality I don't traits? Think is, it was. But one of the personality traits comes up and says like introvertness, mm, mm. and it's but that's not a learn, that's not a personality trait. That's just a social trait, mm. and the same as the extrovert thing. It's not a personality trait. It's a social trait. The the people going on a bit of a tangent here, but people who claim to be extroverts, they're extroverts because they're in a setting where they feel comfortable. Yeah. An introvert is in someone who's not comfortable. See, I've always felt like I, I think on that scale, I feel like I fall somewhere in the middle. It completely depends on the setting. If I'm with someone who is quote unquote more extroverted, then I'm probably going to be more introverted because I feel okay. That's not necessary in this scenario. Yeah. But if I'm in like you know when you're like doing group work at school or whatever, and I'm in like a group with people who are much more introverted, I'm going to take the lead there because I feel like someone needs to. But and and that and then I'm gonna be coming across as more extroverted than 
if I was coming across as more introverted in the first scenario. But if you take that school setting mm. idea, it was like the group work task, the thing that everybody probably remembers from school, like, mm. oh yeah, I was in the group and all the people I didn't like mm. uh, sat there and didn't know what to say. Or even when you go to, are you an adult and you have to go to a training course somewhere and they do the icebreaker activities, which everybody loves. <laughs> Sarcasm. And, um, but, and there's always the people that are really vocal very quickly. But they're really vocal very quickly because they probably have didn't done a few of those already. They're already they're not comfortable with it. They just know everyone they're finds, playing the game. Everyone in those situations wants to be comfortable. And for some people, that means just sitting back. For others, it means but, I need to exert. But what I'm, here. But what I'm saying is like it, it's more about past experience and the people you're with. Yeah. So you'll have the introverted children, the introverted adults. But as soon as you put them into a social group or a social setting where actually they know the rules, suddenly they become the most extroverted out there. But and it just the same way, like I know this, you know, you might games. You take Games Workshop as an example, right? You you think of the people that might go there and play strategy games and things. You might look through the window and think, oh, they're really introverted people. If you go into Games Workshop, it is loud. Mm. They're mm. screaming and shouting, not in a bad way, but excitement, right? Mm. You might take those same people and put them into like a... A nightclub. A nightclub or a social setting that's talking about football mm. or talking about languages or something. They're going to mm. be like, I have absolutely no idea what to say here. Just the same way if you did the flip of it. You took somebody from... I, I agree with you. It's so... Do you think, though, coming back to the multiple intelligences, this is an interesting tangent we've gone on and I, I think this is really important because i think it's it's very easy to kind of like we've said at the beginning to sort of pigeonhole ourselves and to pigeonhole therefore students in a similar to limit yeah to kind of limit right but do you think though because realistically not trying to blow my own trumpet i think i'm all right at languages you are pretty good and those that did shine through in those results yeah the musical the linguistic being like 97 out of 100 or whatever like so do you think that like, is there any use in understanding this about your students? Not necessarily in terms I of, like he says, it's not a learning style, but do you think it would be something that would be interesting or useful to know? No, because it's a test that only projects. It mm. only projects what they want to see. Okay. Um, before we went into this test, um, I, mean, I think it's very convenient. I think I probably had the advantage because I saw your results before we went in and I knew. And you saw the eight categories. Yeah, and because and I yeah. knew the eight categories before I went in, I was aware of what they were looking for. And so in many ways, my test is invalid. But when you're reading the questions, they're leading anyway. Yeah. And so it comes out and you're like, I mean, I, I, lo- I love sport, but one of the questions was, do you like team games? No. I don't like team games. Mm. I hate team games. I'm rubbish at them because I'm not a very good team player because I like just going really fast or running really quickly or Mm. getting through something quite selfish when it comes to sport because I want to do it for myself, not for the team. But I'm answering those questions and like, say when it comes to the test and says, you're really sporty, da 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 Yeah, that's great. That's that's who I am. But it's not a personality trait. Mm. It's not a... Mm. I don't know. So I don't. I honestly couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't honestly say mm. how you could use this realistically, mm. unless you came. Unless you were teaching somebody that was essentially a mannequin on Tuesday and was magically transformed into a human being on Wednesday and didn't know what their personality was. 
And they say, okay. (laughs) And suddenly they stumbled out of the shop. They managed to grab some clothes out of the bin. And they went to, and they said, they went straight to Italki. And they said, I want to learn language. Okay. What's your personality like? What is personality? Right, right, right. So there is no, there is nobody that's going to... Have so not know who they are. Different question then. Unless they want consult, unless they want confirmation of that's who they are. Unless they want confirmation as to why what they, they already what they already know. About different question. Do you think it's helpful because you know looking at that and thinking, okay, you're kinesthetic. You're not very musical mm-hmm. linguistic. I'm not going to teach you Spanish, for example, with music because your musical intelligence is low. But I could have established that not from doing a test with you, but from knowing you as a student and from understanding a bit more about you, getting to know you on a bit more of a personal level and then realising, okay, he's not so musical. He's really into his sport instead. I'm going to focus on a more sort of kinesthetic approach, talking about these things that I know interest him already. Do you think that actually you can achieve the same results that I was like leading into at the beginning of this idea of using this to, you know, adapt your lessons for individual students? Do you think you can achieve those same results without doing the test, but actually just knowing your students and applying and adjusting appropriately? You could literally have a five minute conversation with somebody. Right. And you'd get exactly the same outcome. Right. What, what What hobbies do you have? Yeah. What do you do with your mates? Yeah. What do you like to do on Friday? And it's like, if what hobbies you have is, I like making train sets, and you're, on a Friday, you like going down to the local pub. Yeah. And you, 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 you've already worked out a few things. Okay, well, if you like going to the pub, that means we're going to start talking about you're food and social, drink. And we're gonna you s- want to talk about that in the language yeah. you're learning. And then you think, yeah. well, you've obviously got quite a technical hobby where you got you like that you like the quite small details of things. Let's let's talk about that. What do you like about it? Let's maybe focus in on bits of grammar. You're in probably going to pick that I would up. say that this test is more detrimental to the human impact that a tutor can have. Because if you try and say to them, okay, I'm going to work out who you are as a person so I can teach you, here, do this test. Mm. That is, you just remove them. And frankly, if you have to do that to communicate with a student maybe you and that student don't have a good enough relationship to actually do any effective teaching. So there needs to be a rapport yeah. on a human level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if you reach the point... I mean, as a fun activity, it's quite nice. Like... If they're every, learning English, they could... Yeah, if everybody, <laughs> everybody likes test. talking about... Everybody likes thinking about themselves. Yeah. Like, it's a nice activity to do, but... Yeah. Just in the same way, it's, an, it's that's why I mean it's, it's going back to like the BuzzFeed quiz. It's just equally as mundane and irrelevant. I mean, it produces a pie chart and a bar graph and, oh, yes, lovely to see data. It looks really official now. Mm. Yeah, but come on. I just want to... Words, really. It, I, just, I, I mentioned earlier that Howard Gardner himself feels uncomfortable with well i've just said the word i wanted to read to you but how he he's not too happy or too he doesn't really like the idea of it being learning styles and kind of being conflated in that sense so this is this is from wikipedia i'm going to read you this little chunk because i think this chunk is quite interesting in spite of its lack of general acceptance in the psychological community which is is curious in itself because i feel like it is valid it does have a space you know, psychology is about understanding, and I feel like this does help to do that. Yeah. Gardner's theory has been adopted by many schools where it is often conflated with learning styles 
and hundreds of books have been written about its application in education. Some of the applications of Gardner's theory have been described as simplistic and Gardner himself has said he is, quote, uneasy with the way his theory has been used in schools. Gardner has denied that multiple intelligences are learning styles and agrees that the idea of learning styles is incoherent and lacking in empirical evidence. He summarises his approach with three recommendations for educators. So this is how Number one, ignore the test. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, individualise the teaching style to suit the most effective method for each student what we just mentioned, knowing them and having a rapport. Pluralise the teaching, teach important materials in multiple ways. So, you know, let's say rather than teaching grammar with just a PowerPoint of an explanation, actually get practical with it, get musical with it. Mathematically, it's more easier to explain. So like you could say, okay, we're going to show, if we want to show how to do division, you could show them, okay, this is the shorthand division or bus stop method. This is a bar model. Ah, This is a a part model this is an array and that's how you would teach division if you were teaching your class division multiplication every part of math so you'd Mm. show it multiple avenues um to to handle that so that's doing the right thing yeah you know that's following what he's saying that you should do rather than adopting this um and finally maths is quite technical so that's easier to yeah easier to break down yeah yeah um and finally avoid the term quote styles as being confusing with the going back to the idea of them saying it's used in the schools a lot, mm. I hate. I mean, this is going to sound like I'm right on a soapbox now. Okay. But um, I I I feel like it's probably made its way into schools because of um, essentially a CPD session that's gone a bit too far. Right. Um, a few years ago, a big movement. So maybe we shouldn't even be talking about this now. No, no. Right? I feel I feel like it, I feel like it's important because that's why I wanted to talk about it because it's been yeah, used and then but, been like but the, whoa. But the on. idea of this appearing in schools doesn't give it validity it just gives it the yeah. idea that somebody has come in and done a professional development session and so so just an example we we spoke about growth mindset um a few podcasts yeah. back right now growth mindset's a lovely idea i don't a, know if we even did a full episode no it, we didn't yeah, because it's just it changing it's just changing the way you speak yeah. essentially and like and and some schools have gone to a whole new level they put in reward systems and like a diamond and mm. ruby sapphire systems and so on. But essentially, it, it all stems from the idea of somebody has been given a job to talk to the staff about staff well-being, student engagement, learning styles. Now, most teachers would have learned different varying learning styles, probably when they train themselves. Mm. We um, said this in the very beginning as absolutely. well. There's a generational difference There's a definite generation well. with learning yeah. theories. And so sometimes it's they'll be asked, okay, let's reintroduce a new method and you can see that this would have probably snuck into schools as like a develop your children's by learning how they learn and it sounds wonderful and like beautiful on the surface but in reality it's just a test Mm. and as a human being as a teacher as a tutor as as a as a someone who communicates with people you would know that people's engagement can be ascertained by just talking to them you don't need to do a test but if you're selling a product to a school and a school saying oh no we need to fulfill this priority of how can we look like we're trying to engage children or how we're trying to re-engage our students or how we're trying to make sure that our teachers are engaged with the learning process let's buy a test Mm, mm, mm. it doesn't it doesn't give it validity that it's in schools it just means there's someone there was a salesperson there 
who's justified Ooh. it. And I mean, it, it, this comes down very much to um, it, it's sad. It's so sad the way. I mean, it, it's not all schools. It's not all countries. Not all ways. countries. I was going to say, yeah. But essentially, when, when there's like a an education system that rely that has too much um, private sector intervention, you would say that there's always going to be there's always going to be an element of somebody trying to sell an idea. Mm. And it, it's just the nature of the beast, mm. sadly. And I would, I, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd be very interested to see which countries had bought into this, mm. and then look at which. And is there a correlation with those countries and the fact that they have boxes to tick? And did they have to pay for themselves? Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, I think ending it there on. Those three pieces of advice from well, we've gone back to Howard this Gardner is rubbish. Himself. Don't use this again. Have no, we? but I I like that though because I think it's when and we talked about this in the very first episode we did together with Bloom's Taxonomy how it just became this kind of Pinterest phenomenon of like mm. it looks pretty so it's got to work and this must be the only thing I need to think about and and that's not always you know it's it's, it's valid of course Bloom's Taxonomy not not poo pooing the idea not really poo pooing this mm. but I think it's important to look at the stuff that comes up. And, you know, not just look at the the good stuff, quote unquote, because everything has, you know, the more you know, right? Ta-da, the more you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, still we can individualise the student learning process, especially because we're such in such a for, fortunate position of teaching languages online, mostly in a one-on-one scenario or small groups. Mm. We can really individualise that. We can really tweak and make sure that we're doing the best for our students, I think kind of and pluralizing it as well in terms of going through different methods and different different ways of teaching the same concept. Just from like who's saying that, I've just thought of an idea of how you could use this from an individual right. teaching perspective. You could actually use them as leading questions when you want to talk to a student. Uh-huh. So you might not know a student, but you can actually take a few of these questions. And take it on the idea of like, okay, these are leading points. So if you actually struggle yourself with thinking, how do I start a conversation with this person? Rather than make them do a test, take the questions. I mean, there was 80 in personalitymax.com. And like, you could even use 20. it as the idea of like, okay, shall, do you fancy doing this personality test? Like, you could, you could use, use it as, it as like a, a fun activity. Fit to both yeah. you to do in the like, opening. That's, I mean, it was quite fun doing it. Wasn't yeah. It? I mean, that's why I think this stuff does get popular because it is fun to like do the tests and to put ourselves in these boxes of, yes, I'm a Hufflepuff. Yes, I'm a... Ravenclaw. Raven- you're a Ravenclaw, aren't you? Yeah. Scumbag. What? Hufflepuff. Why? Because Hufflepuffs that's are the best. not very Hufflepuffy. I mean... Just call someone a scumbag. It's the opposite <laughs> of being a Hufflepuff. That's full on slivering. Have you ever seen a badger? They're quite... They're quite brutal. That's the Hufflepuff animal, right? Yeah, but Hufflepuff isn't about brutality. It's about badgers. You've, have, have you read the books? One and, a, one and a third. Yeah, you still claim to be a Hufflepuff. I took the test. <laughs> and there we are, at the very beginning. <laughs> Back to the problem. <laughs> what Disney princess went on the BuzzFeed one out of interest? Shall we find out? <laughs> okay, so let's end this episode so we can go and find out what Disney princesses we both are. And, uh, and then adjust our learning styles appropriately okay let's do it cool cool 
Thank you for joining me. It's all right. It's been fun. Yeah. And uh, thanks for listening. You've been enjoying Teach Languages Online, the podcast for online language teachers and budding ones too, brought to you by me, Lindsay Williams of Lindsay Does Languages. And a quick reminder before we wrap up this episode, head over to YouTube right now, subscribe to my channel, tap the little notifications bell so you're ready for all the videos coming up very soon for independent online language teachers that I'll be sharing over the next few weeks. You can visit lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash YouTube to subscribe now. You can find everything you need from this show over at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teach languages online. Have a great week. Share this episode with a friend you know will love it too. I'll be back next week when I will know what Disney princess I am. (laughs) Same time, same place. Bye. Moana. (laughs) Moana. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to add a little ending here because we have just done the which disney princess are you quiz on buzzfeed and as expected i'm Belle. ashley who are you i'm jasmine jasmine so just wanted to free one on that important information all right bye